Historic Cosmic Potato Studios, welcome to That Star Trek Podcast. This is your place for detailed analysis and speculation of all things Trek. Now, on with the show. Hey folks, uh, Scott here with a quick editor's note. Before we get started, uh, any mention that you hear in this episode of how it's going to be released before the discussion of Picard uh, series finale. Ignore all that. Just throw it out. Get it out of here. Um, I'm not going to cut it out, so you're going to have to cut it out with your head. Because Sean was so fast in putting together and releasing the episode where we discussed the series finale that he beat me to the punch. So this is coming out after, but we thought it was coming out before. Okay, just keep that in mind. On with the show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of That Star Trek Podcast, your one-stop podcast for all discussions, ruminations, reviews, and other stuff of all things Star Trek. I don't have my script in front of me. What do you want me to say? Uh, It is not quite time for the discussion of the Picard Season 3 finale. So it's not your one-stop place. (laughs) It's your two-stop place. Two-stop place for Star Trek stuff. <laughs> uh, on this, uh, on this little little treat, a little appetizer episode, uh, we're going to discuss a little bit of news uh, before we do the uh, finale review. We got a little bit of Star Trek news recently. We have seen a teaser for Strange New Worlds season two. We have received an announcement of a new uh, upcoming Star Trek project. At, but to start off. We're going to do just a quick hit on something that we might have already talked about a little bit before, but I think we've gotten a little bit of extra news. Um, and that's going to be introductions around the rest of the table. Sorry, I forgot to say who you guys were. Who's with me on this discussion of news? Well, we have uh, host emeritus Sean Ray. How are you? I would like the podcast to go now. You, 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 you ruined it. Spoiled. <laughs> John, stop listening. We we have we have eavesdropping with us, John Irons. Uh, you will not be able to uh, participate directly in <laughs> in the discussion, uh, but just so John is warned, we're going to talk about news. So, if you don't want to hear about the teaser, then don't listen quite yet. Uh, also, with us on this discussion of news, we have Tom Madison. How are you? It's making me sweat. <laughs> And finally, we have Rick. How are you doing? I'm from space. <laughs> Everybody's got something. 
Uh, all right. So the 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 small bit of news. <clears throat> Excuse me. The small bit of news, like I said, we have already discussed it a little bit. I think um, is Star Trek Starfleet Academy has been given a series order. Now, I think the last time we discussed it, we only talked about the fact that they were planning to move forward. They had announced the project. I don't think they had announced that it had been given a series order. It's not a whole lot of news, but it's something. Now we know that they are actually, they are indeed moving forward with at least a full season of a series uh, set around Starfleet Academy. What does everyone think of this bit of news uh, in brief before we move on to the next bit? Rick, what do you think? Uh, I have been enjoying the whining of the fanboys because apparently everyone's assuming that this is going to be 25th, 29th century Starfleet yeah, Academy. I was going to say the same thing, yeah. With Tilly as one of the teachers and... 32nd century. 32nd. That I, Yeah, I knew you'd know the right number. Um, and yes, it is. Uh, I, you know, I have no problem with it. This has been an idea that's been floated since 1980. When uh, Harv, Harv Bennett suggested it, and uh, before Wrath of Khan was made, so let's see what they do with it. And I'm all for, uh, you know, Tilly, more Tilly. Uh, I all more all Tilly all the time. I'm down there. I'm right there for it. Because Mary Wiseman is great, and there's Indeed. there's no two ways around it. Uh, the idea of having a show set at Starfleet Academy, I think there's there's always been something to it. Uh, there are storylines and and drama and humor that you can get from that setting and they've been they've been thinking on it for a long time so someone probably has plenty of ideas there's a part a little bit of me that would worry about it becoming like say for example 90210 in space but i i think that those in charge of star trek these days are smart enough to not fall into that particular trap um all this on top of the fact that they set up Tilly as an instructor at the Academy last season of discovery and with discovery coming to a close at the end of next season, this is a logical spinoff where it's going to follow Tilly as she uh, continues teaching at the Academy and they'll center a series around there with opportunities. I'm sure for some characters from discovery to pop up now and then being in the same time frame. Uh, Tom, what do you think of Starfleet Academy getting a series order? I, I think it's good. Um, I think they, they can still go so many different places with it. That I mean, there, there's the concern of it being the, you know, safe by the bell college years. But yeah, why has got to be, okay. be the college years? <laughs> let, let, me, let, me ask, let me let me ask both of you. Why is that a concern? The concern, I, I think the concern is not so much that it would be, you know, we're going to, we're going to follow a bunch of young people and, and, uh, center the stories around them. I I don't necessarily want to speak for Tom, but, but I would be afraid that the, the storylines and, and, and the plots and, and the action that we see would be as banal as 90210 and Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I think people are a little nervous that it's gonna be uh, Riverdale in space or something like that, like a like a CW melodrama or something like that. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna do that. If it's being made by the same people that are making Discovery, I think it's I think it's gonna be a lot like Discovery, especially since it's taking place in the same time period. Yeah, yeah. well, the, I'm, the, I'm still the, watching the Flash, so yeah, the, yeah. the idea <laughs> of of a CW style Star Trek is is frightening. 
but I think that's just me <laughs> worrying too much. Sorry, sorry, Tom, go ahead. No, I was just because the uh, uh, Star Trek.com's statement on it is, you know, as they they navigate blossoming friendships, explosive rivalries, first loves, and a new enemy. Based on what you just said, I would just like to propose that we all realize we are not the demographic this show is aimed at. There's that. Um, <laughs> but I also just recognize the, I guess, a little bit of hypocrisy in the statement in that we've talked on this podcast before about the idea of like other shows set in the Star Trek universe. And we, you know, like we've used mm -hmm. MASH as the example, uh, you know, following a um, med base during the Dominion War or something. So this is really what we've been talking about before, uh, previously with, you know, a young teen show set in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, let, let's not do another follow one starship while they have adventures. Let, let's try new things. Let's try a, a show set in school. Yeah, I mean it's not that it's not the first time they've done that. They did try. I mean, Deep Space Nine was a big step because it was a show set on a station that wasn't going anywhere, you know, and, and they said the same kinds of things when that show came out. It's not Star Trek because they're not going anywhere. They're bringing all the action to them or whatever. And it's like, well, I mean, but yeah, but it worked out because that's that's like the best Star Trek series. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the thing that I like about what I've heard of what this show is going to be is that when when discovery started in 2017 it was a, a brand new thing it was a new ship it was a brand new crew they weren't relying on i mean it was built in a universe that had come from stuff from before but they weren't relying a lot on oh let's bring in this character this character they brought in some of them but it wasn't like so heavy that that's all it was and it seems like new star trek has kind of gone backward a little bit because and and it's a lot because of fans complaining about things about discovery that they don't like blah 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 and they started to build shows based on the stuff that came before we were we're, we're building picard as much as i love picard it was safe it's safe because that's a character that people love. We're going strange new worlds. That's safe because these are characters that uh, we're just, you know, we're, we're redefining uh, old characters. Then Lower Decks is, you know, we're playing off of a lot of jokes and stuff about the old stuff. But they haven't, other than Prodigy, they haven't stepped out and done, oh, let's do something that's just completely different, completely new that's not relying on the old stuff as much. And it sounds like this is a step in that direction, you know. Even Prodigy isn't because of Janeway. Kinda. Yeah, I mean, well, Janeway is there, but it's not relying on, because the kids that are watching, they don't know who the hell Janeway was, <laughs> you know. But, um, and they, I mean, they do bring in old stuff because Prodigy still had the Borg and it still had that episode with Spock and Odo and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't like we're building the show off of we're we're putting new blocks on those old blocks. You know, mm -hmm. we're we're going to a new sandbox that's in the same playground. That's what that's what discovery was, you know, and that's what I think this is sounding like this is gonna be. I hope mm -hmm. so anyway. I'm certainly gonna watch it, that that's for sure. But uh speaking of uh, trying things that are new. 
there was an announcement of another new thing that uh, Paramount and and the Star Trek franchise is going to do, which is a direct-to-streaming Star Trek movie project. And this is the, the newest form, uh, likely the final form, of the Section 31 property. They've been talking about making this into a series, and they have decided instead of trying to make a series out of it, it's going to be one film. It will probably one film if they do sequels who knows uh but they have confirmed michelle yo returning post oscar win to star in a section 31 streaming movie I, personally i'm excited i'm very excited that they managed to keep michelle yo attached to the project um whether they're making it a movie instead of a series because that's the only way they can afford her or whether it's because overall they're trying to save money and and they think this is the best way to do it maybe they just couldn't crack a a season long or series long uh story for section 31 but they could come up with a with a two-hour story it could be all or none of that but i'm i'm excited that it's coming uh, what does everyone else think i'm gonna go back in reverse order start with sean I think that this is the right move, both for the Section 31 property that we've they've been talking about Section 31 as a series since Discovery Season 2. And uh, and it's one, been one of those things that they keep talking about it and then they come out with a new show and then they keep talking about it, but then they come out with a new show and none of them are this show that they're talking about. Um, so I had kind of written it off is it's not going to happen, you know. Especially when Michelle Yeoh won the Oscar for Best Actress. And um, I was like, well, she's not going to want to come back and do a Star Trek show. But making it into a movie, a made-for-TV movie, I, I have said since Discovery started that I would love for them to do this idea of making what, what Marvel and Star Wars are doing with these short series, these six-episode series, and to also do some one-off movies. You know, like um, I used to love the TV show Psych. I watched it every week and it got canceled. But now every two years they come out with a TV movie and it lets you kind of take a peek at where the characters are at this at this point in their lives. It moves the story forward because things are still happening. Like people get married, people have children and everything and it and it keeps going. And it'd be interesting for them to make this movie and it, it might work. It might it might go into a sequel. I could see a section 31 series of films and maybe michelle yo is only in the first one you know and 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 the other ones are about other people or whatever but they definitely need to need to use her to start to start it because uh we need to see the rest of her story anyway we need to see what happened to her and uh i'll be i will be interested to see when this takes place because the guardian of forever did not say that he was sending her back to the same time that she came from. He said, I'm sending you back to a time that's closer to before the, the two verses kind of, you know, divided. So it could be where she came from. It could be 30 years later. It could be a little earlier or something like that. I also don't want it to be a prequel where it's like how she first got into section 31 because I don't want to erase all the character growth that she had on Discovery. I yeah. want to see I want to see a continuation of that. You know, I don't I don't want her to go back to being mustache twirling Giorgio. I want to, I want to see the Giorgio that we saw that 
actually was a person <laughs> and not just not just a uh, cartoon villain you know but uh, uh before we move on uh john did have something to say about this so he he piped in with i am in favor of all star trek doing this keep strange new worlds and lower decks as shows but everything else including the new titan enterprise spinoff as a as a couple of movies a couple of year that keep us covered for content for a couple of years and it, n not a bad idea um i personally i if they're gonna try to do more movies i like john's idea of keeping strange new worlds and lower decks but um i i would like them to keep if they do legacy which would be the new uh enterprise series i would i would like that to be a series as well right rather than movies because i like most of the cast enough that i would want to see uh ongoing adventures of that but uh, uh section 31 tom what do you think pretty non-committal about it i haven't paid you know discovery has been my least favorite um especially the, er the earlier stuff it's gotten better as it's gone on so um you know it's trek i'll watch trek um i do wonder if there if we're looking at this movie just if there were contractual obligations to get through and they're meeting that they're doing this new format at the same time with this movie so you know try something out see what sticks and then maybe it would launch into a series mm -hmm. maybe so um yeah if it if they have to do a section 31 property because of some contract obligation and it gives them an opportunity to uh, test drive the movie format that that that's possible it if that were the case, it'd be a smart move. Uh, and finally, before we move on to our to our last bit of news, uh, Rick, do you got anything to to toss in about uh, a Section Thirty One movie or a Star Trek movie? <laughs> we'll call All it right, a Star here, Trek. Here, movie. Okay, it's no. I'm I'm not going to reiterate my dislike of Section Thirty One and everything about it. So it's that's well documented. Um, here's my problem with a Section Thirty One movie and or series. First of all, as John very, very uh, astutely pointed out during our conversations about this on Facebook, I love Michelle Yeoh. I adore Michelle Yeoh. I, she can do no wrong, but I despise Section 31 and everything that it stands for, um, which is a, a you know, it, it, if I was one of Harry Mudd's androids, there would be smoke pouring out of my head right now. Uh, or at least when they announced it. Um, here's my problem. And it, it relates directly to the Book of Boba Fett, oddly enough. Did any of y'all watch the Book of Boba Fett? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. All right. They tried to create a series in which the main character set himself up as a villainous overlord. He tried to take over Jabba's place on Tatooine. And I'm going to be... The e uh, I'm I am now the crime boss of Tatooine, but I'm not actually going to commit any crimes. And it didn't work. It was boring AF until the Mandalorian showed up. Doing any section through any long term section 31 stories other than them being what they were in Deep Space Nine was, you know, the occasional villain that we can hang atrocities on. They're either going to have to go all in 
and show how absolutely reprehensible everybody in such section 31 is, or they're going to do what book of Boba Fett did and go, we're bad. We're the guys who do what you don't want to do, but secretly we're really the good guys and we're not going to violate it. We're not going to murder anyone. And what the hell? You broke your mic with your broke, yeah, hang on. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna make them out to be the bad guys. I think they're I think they're going to uh which I know that Star Trek has used section thirty one as villains in the past. I think they might if they're gonna make them the focus of a show and not the antagonist of a show, I think they're gonna try and paint them as either the good guys or as the flawed good guys, uh, the good guys with flaws. And who knows, this might be, uh, Giorgio might be time traveling backward and land post Picard era, but still in the past of where she came from, you know, the, the, the 30s, what is 32nd century or whatever. And, um, maybe she's the one to fix it. You know, maybe she's the one to put Section 31 on the right path and get rid of all the scum and villainy. If, if they, one, can you all hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. If they uh, use her as an instrument to uh, redeem the organization, um, I, it, it would be an interesting way to go. And I, I think there there would be value to that. Um, I think the, the other thing that is easy to forget about section 31 is what we know of them is say, for example, the, uh, the changeling virus where they're trying to commit genocide. Um, and there's assassinations and there's this and there's that, but, uh, in, in almost all likelihood, section 31 spends a lot of their time just doing Yes, undercover black ops, but not necessarily as despicable as what they have become known for in their few appearances. There could be a lot of story to mine from that where they are, they're still working behind the scenes and in the shadows, but they're not necessarily doing evil things for the greater good. Bottom line for me, Michelle Yeoh is going to be there. I'm definitely going to watch. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her. And if they yeah, have I'll an watch idea, it. I just will, don't <clears throat> be happy about it. <laughs> right. Last bit of news for this episode before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, we recently received a teaser trailer for Strange New Worlds season two. And everyone around this table, except for me, watched it once or twice before, right before we started recording. So, what does everyone think? You haven't uh, watched it at all? No, I, I watched it a couple times, just not. Oh, okay. Oh, just okay. not, not tonight. Um, what does everyone think of this, uh, trailer? Um, now I, Tom had not seen it before tonight and he watched it twice right before we started the recording. So we're going to start with him. Tom, what did you think of this season two teaser? Lots of fun stuff in there. Um, all the, all the characters back. I, um, I really enjoyed all those from strange new worlds. Um, I, I am getting a little sick of the, um, catchphrase trope. I'm getting a little yeah. tired of it. So it, I don't disagree. I found it. I found it's it troublesome. Fun. Come on, I, it's, no, it's it, fun. We're not saying that it's not fun, <laughs> but it's been getting a lot of play recently. It's been happening a lot. Um, 
I it got its got its own thing in Discovery. I they leaned on it with Pike in Discovery season two, um, which is the second time in the past like decade and a half where they've really leaned into Pike having a catchphrase because in the Kelvin movie it was punch it, now it was hit it. Uh, well, it's my, discovery, Michael. When Discovery went meta about it, and you know, uh, Saru, you know, was was just so uh, concerned about it and so obsessive with coming up with his catchphrase. Yeah, it. Th- that's, that's what tipped the balance there. Yeah, they're they're calling a lot of attention to it, and I think whoever cut the teaser together, I mean it makes sense that they would put it in there because it's a funny line and it's a, it's a nice uh, punch at the end of the teaser for, for a laugh, but they debuted that teaser like earlier this week. And then they had a big thing at the end of the Picard finale with someone have what's, what are you going to say? What's, what, what's your first order going to be? How are you going to phrase it? This is everyone has a thing, but since they released this teaser earlier in the week, we get that scene. We get this new captain on this ship in the Picard finale, and they're about to say something. And everyone watching in their head, all they can hear is, I would like the ship to go now <laughs> because they just saw the teaser. Well, but, so Tom, have, but Tom's to, right to have two of these jokes in one week was a disservice to them, is, is what I think. And, and I've, I've mentioned things like this in the past where. Writers will take a one-off joke from the past. Say, for example, Scotty's joke about, you know, Mr. Scott, do you always ampl- you know, mag- uh, multiply your repair estimates by a factor of four? Certainly, sir. How else do you think I can maintain my reputation as a miracle worker? And then they ran with that to the point where, of ridiculousness. And this is another example of that. I'm hoping that with... Strange New World season two, when we get to whatever episode that is, and Spock says it, hopefully that will be the last time that they really call attention to it. Now, if they do new series on ships where someone has a thing that they say to send the ship underway, that's fine. You can do that, but don't draw attention to it the way you have been. I think they've hit the the end of the road as, as far as being able to reference that specifically and make it a thing in a scene. You got to just let it be organic from here on. Except there are still people whining about Let's Fly. Well, let's be honest. People who are whining about Let's Fly are not whining about the phrase. They're whining about Captain Burnham. Hmm. They're whining about Discovery. They're just whining that Discovery exists. Yeah. Yeah. And they want it to not. (laughs) Yeah. That that show that's horrible. It's absolutely going to get canceled after one season because it's, because it's bad. And the people in charge of the franchise hate Star Trek and they hate Star Trek fans. Those are the people that are complaining, which means none of their complaints mean anything. True. Don't click on anything from Midnight's Edge. Don't click on anything from giant freaking robot no, don't click on any of that stuff it's well, gi- all well just... giant freaking robot is just nothing but but lies and clickbait it, yeah. M- midnight's edge is is toxicity and i don't even like saying his name uh, uh. sean what did you think of this teaser then we'll wrap things up i thought it was great i mean it, it looks great it's got a lot of uh it's got a lot of effect shots in the trailer that i really liked uh it just looks like more good stuff from a good show and uh 
I'm glad to see that they're not trying to hide the fact that Rebecca Romaine is going to be part of the crew. Uh, because, you know, we saw in the finale that she was being arrested and they were going to, like, court-martial her. Apparently, they're not. <laughs> no, they, they, they are. There's a shot in the teaser of someone hitting a yeah. bell on a desk, which is what happened. Oh, yeah, there will, be a, there will be and, a court-martial hearing, but yeah. she'll be back on the crew. And, they, right. I mean... And, and that's the thing. A court-martial doesn't mean you're guilty. A court-martial is just a trial. Yeah, well... <laughs> so they'll likely get that out of the way in episode one, and then off we go. Yeah, that'll probably be the first, that'll probably be the opening. That'll probably be the opening scene, and then they'll say uh, not guilty or whatever, and she'll go back to work. And oh, I doubt that. I think fifteen minutes into out. the episode, they'll be back. Everything will be back to normal. No, uh, <laughs> they, they might wrap it up by the end of the first episode, but they're they're not going to set that up at the end of the season just to resolve it in the cold open. N- no, I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I think it's going to go a couple episodes. Hmm. They're, they're going to have an, uh, you know, an episode or two where, you know, they're adjusting to her not being there or, or sorry, not adjusting to it, but dealing with the effect of her not being there and what they can do to try to, to help her or get her out or support or anything like that. So that's going to hmm. be my prediction. It's going to be like two episodes without her before they bring her back. I wonder if that's what James Kirk is there for as a temporary replacement. Stop it. Both of you. <laughs> this is a rabbit hole. We do not need to go down. Neek's not we here. All... So I'm going to take her place. Today. We also saw Fair some, uh, it, it looks like possible time travel, uh, time travel hijinks going on at the end of the, yes. at the end of the teaser. Yes, absolutely. Some, some time traveling tomfoolery with, um, Ha! With Laan, that was that was not on purpose. With Laan and Kirk on Earth, uh, quite possibly in Canada, um, get and hey. some some trouble <laughs> some trouble with a revolving door, uh, and heavy implications that someone is going to have a crush on James Kirk. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Oh yeah, they've never done that before. Nobody's ever had a crush on Kirk before. <laughs> yeah, but but now they're, they're going to be adding that that little extra layer of wait a minute, uh, the greatest enemy of Jim Kirk from the original series and from the movies has uh, a descendant who has the hots for Kirk. Whoa, that adds a whole lot of complexity. I don't know. I'm still waiting for I them didn't even to think of that. I'm still waiting for them to flesh out oh. exactly who Laan is and and why they gave the character that connection. Well, Laan's not. A descent. Well, he is. A, she is a descendant of Khan, but Kirk hasn't met Khan yet. Right at this point, yeah. It's not going to make so, it like complex. It's not going to be a retcon. Yeah. It's not. Gonna, it's not going to be complex <laughs> for him. They're going to try to make it complex for us, the viewer, because like, yeah, oh, we yeah. know who her ancestor is. We know what he's going to do. Ooh. So <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But yes, uh, and Benedict and I, Cumberbatch has signed on to play Khan. In no, the series, <laughs> you are a dirty liar. Um, it, overall, the teaser had a nice, fun tone, which uh, is keeping in line with what we got from Strange New Worlds in season one. Um, there will be some drama, but it's not going to be so heavy as, say, for example, third season of Picard. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I still can't wait to see more of Anson Mount. I think he's just 
fantastic. And I'm excited to see what they have in store for this crew. And with that, oh, with that, Rick has one more thing. May, may I give my opinion of the teaser? I'm so, you know what? I thought that we had bumped up to you from Tom and then over to Sean. I say up because you are above Tom on the screen. Rick, what did you think of this teaser for Strange New World Season 2? I liked almost all of it. I love the the uh, beam, the 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 phasering through an asteroid. That was really freaking sweet. I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I I really enjoyed the trailer. Uh, it's it's got me stoked. I love this series. I love everyone in it. Um, I think there are some head fakes. You know the 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 the, the shot of of uh, Chapel and Mbenga. I'm sure that that is not romantic. <laughs> um, they they wanted to, to look that way. They wanted to look that way. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a fake out. And folks, if you are on Instagram, Jess Bush is one of the most is like the only celebrity I still follow, and and her Instagram is is just tons of fun. She is such an amazing person. Uh, I I would I would probably give I'd say my right leg, but it doesn't work that great, and neither does my left, so nobody would want it. But I I'd. Uh, <laughs> I'd give a lot to to like spend an afternoon with her because she's just awesome. Um, and this the show looks great. I'm really looking forward to it. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's going to do it for our uh, little appetizer episode of news to hold you over for the uh, big Picard finale discussion. I want to thank everyone for joining me for this little bit of extra. Uh, Sean, where can people find you? Uh, usually right here or over on uh cosmic potato the super fan talk podcast which uh we'll probably be doing some episodes of in the, over the next few weeks since we have Yay! a break a break in star trek <laughs> we're gonna we'll, we'll probably do a news and reviews episode in the next couple weeks and then we'll get back to watching some sliders episodes sliders all right tom you got anything you want to share with the listeners uh, you can find me on that star trek podcast that's about it. And the That Star Trek Podcast Facebook group, if you're not already following, then do so, because sometimes Tom pops up there. Rick, where can you be found? You can find me at the intersection of uh, I-275 and Hillsborough Avenue, holding a sign that says, we'll podcast for food. <laughs> you're not going to get much food. <laughs> <laughs> And that's going to wrap it up. Listeners, thank you for uh, downloading, for listening, and hopefully for subscribing. And uh, keep your eyes on this feed for the discussion and review of the Star Trek Picard series finale will be coming uh, quite soon. Uh, Until then, have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Star Trek Podcast. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter, or you can send us an email at thatstartrekpodcast at gmail.com. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. Be sure to join us again next time on That Star Trek Podcast. 